I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 161 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today, I'm going to talk about resistance. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Hairy Head. I really do appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to the show. I want to remind you that if you are interested in supporting my work, and I would really appreciate that, you can go to patreon.com slash Head, M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y, Head, and uh, become a supporting listener. I'd really appreciate that. It will help keep this going. And you can also check out my sponsors, and they are on the show notes page. So today, resist. You know, that was Lysander Spooner's strategy to stop unconstitutional acts, and it was very much in line with James Madison and many other prominent founders. Now, Spooner was a well-known 19th century abolitionist, and he's also famous in libertarian circles for saying, quote, but whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain, that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, or it has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. Now, you can imagine there's some libertarians out there that like to throw that quote at me and like, it's ooh, it's gotcha. Like, I've never read it. Fact of the matter is, I've probably read Spoon- more Spooner than most of them. Uh, and I'm a fan of Spooner. But I always thought that that particular quote was kind of a dumb guy argument. And really, it's just a throwaway quote in what is actually a brilliant essay. But the quote itself smuggles in an assumption that words on paper can stop a government from expanding its power. People in the founding era didn't think this. I mean, James Madison and others called constitutions, quote, parchment barriers. And the fact of the matter is, like any contract, somebody has to enforce it. Words on paper don't do anything. Spooner's right about that. And and ironically, he did understand that, and he wrote about it. In response to the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, Spooner penned a pamphlet known as um, a defense for fugitive slaves. And through the first half of the essay, he establishes that the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 was unconstitutional. I'm not going to go into all of that. But he goes on to reason that if it is unconstitutional, it follows that really it's no law at all. Furthermore, quote, an officer of the government is an officer of the law only when he is proceeding according to the law. So, in other words, the federal government had no legitimate authority, in Spooner's view, to enforce the Unconstitutional Fugitive Slave Act. He goes on and he writes, An unconstitutional statute is no law in the view of the Constitution. It is void and confers no authority on anyone, and whoever attempts to execute it does so at his peril. So, 
Spooner is actually following in the footsteps of many prominent founding era figures, including Thomas Jefferson, James Iredell, and even Alexander Hamilton. These guys made the exact same point using the exact same word, void. For instance, Thomas Jefferson wrote, Whensoever the general government assumes undelegated powers, its acts are unauthoritative, void, and of no force. But so what? Simply asserting that a law is unconstitutional and void doesn't change anything in practice, right? The government is all too happy to continue enforcing unconstitutional acts. They do it every single day. So Spooner explains exactly what needs to happen. Resistance. He said, quote, the right of the people, therefore, to resist an unconstitutional law is absolute and unqualified from the moment the law is enacted. Now, some will argue that resisting an unconstitutional act, well, it just goes too far. You know, they say we need to work within the system, you know, maybe vote the bums out or or go to the courts and get the law repealed. But Spooner says this is nonsense because the strategy tacitly acknowledges the legitimacy of the law until it is repealed. Spooner wrote, to say that an unconstitutional law must be obeyed until it is repealed is saying that an unconstitutional law is just as obligatory as a constitutional one, for the latter is binding only until it is repealed. There would therefore be no difference at all between a constitutional and an unconstitutional law in respect to their binding force, and that would be equivalent to abolishing the Constitution and giving to the government unlimited power. Spooner goes on and he calls the right to resist an unconstitutional act a, quote, constitutional right. He wrote, The exercise of the right is neither rebellion against the Constitution nor revolution. It is a maintenance of the Constitution itself by keeping the government within the Constitution. It is also a defense of the natural rights of the people against robbers and trespassers who attempt to set up their own personal authority and power in opposition to those of the Constitution and the people which they were appointed to administer. Pretty profound, right? When the federal government exercises unconstitutional powers, it's literally stealing power from us. It's a thief. I love the way he put it. He calls them uh, uh, robbers and, and trespassers. So, what do we mean by resisting? Well, James Madison actually gave us a blueprint in Federalist Number 46. He wrote that a refusal to cooperate with officers of the Union would create impediments and, and even obstacles which the federal government would hardly be willing to encounter. So, in other words, we should treat the unconstitutional acts as what they are, void. Now, states can put this strategy into practice by refusing to enforce or assist in the implementation of any federal action. You see, the fact is the federal government relies heavily on state cooperation to implement and enforce almost all of its laws, regulations, and acts. So by simply withdrawing this necessary cooperation, states and localities can nullify many federal actions in practice and effect. And the beauty of this strategy is it's actually supported by the Supreme Court itself. Under the anti-commandeering doctrine, the court has held that the states and the localities cannot be forced to use their personnel or their resources to enforce a federal law or implement a federal program. Now, I've never cared a whole lot about what the Supreme Court says because they mostly get stuff wrong, but they absolutely got the anti-commandeering doctrine right, and it provides us a powerful tool to resist unconstitutional acts.
Now, the bottom line is resistance can come in many forms. Um, you know, I think most often people think of some kind of violent revolution, but it doesn't have to be that. I mean, Rosa Parks, she resisted by simply refusing to give up her seat. The bottom line is we must resist federal overreach or it's going to keep happening, right? Parchment barriers are not sufficient. The Constitution will not and cannot enforce itself. It is up to us, the people, to do that job. So there you go, a defense of the Constitution from the guy that all of the hardcore libertarians like to throw at me to talk about how stupid the Constitution is. And I get it. Like I said, I really respect Spooner. And if you read No Treason, the essay where that quote came from, it's actually brilliant. It talks about the concepts of consent, which is a whole different issue. But regardless, any contract has to be enforced. And to say it's just going to enforce itself is, uh, is ridiculous. And it's going to get you exactly what we have today. The largest, most powerful government in the history of the world. We need to start doing some resistance and some refusal to cooperate if we ever want to recapture our liberties and our freedoms. So that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really do appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor. Spread the word. Let people know the podcast is out there. Share the episodes on your social media channels. Help me grow the show. And again, you can support the work by going to patreon.com slash Head. You're also welcome to email me, uh, michael.meharry, M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y, at 10th Amendment Center, all one word, all spelled out, dot com. That's it. I'll talk to you all next time.